Hello everyone, this is Darshan Maharaja, your co-traveler on our Canadian journey. In this fourth episode of Elevator Chat series, I wish to talk about the phenomenon of quote-unquote conspiracy theories. By the way, deciding to start this short-form version of podcast has been very helpful to me in terms of producing audio content much more frequently. I hope that as a listener it has been useful to you as well. Once again, I express my gratitude to all the nice folks who supported the idea when I floated it. As one might expect in a polarized society such as the present day Canada, opinions on conspiracy theories are divided neatly along partisan lines. Political allegiance dictates whether one is an eager adopter or a staunch opponent of any given conspiracy theory. But how do conspiracy theories come into being? There are several methods, of course, but one of them starts with an actual fact. It's not something completely made up. Typically, this actual fact is short on details let alone context, elaboration, reporting, or commentary. The resulting vacuum around this fact is a problem for those who come to know about it. And that is another feature of these facts. They are largely unknown until someone digs them up, brings them to the public forum, and all of a sudden, a lot of people are talking about it without the benefit of any additional information. In order to understand how this fact might affect their lives, people must use their own imagination because there is no existing analysis or commentary. But since there is nothing available to prove their surmise, the issue bounces around in a state of uncertainty. A case in point is Motion M84, presented in the House of Commons by Liberal MP Ryan Turnbull. The Parliament's website, ourcommons.ca shows it as placed on notice on May 5th, 2023. The motion has not been voted on yet. Here is the text of the motion, quote, that in the opinion of the House, the government should use all legislative and regulatory tools at its disposal to align Canada's financial system with the Paris Agreement made by the Conference of Parties under the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change. End quote. I confess that until I stumbled upon this motion M84 on social media, I had not come across any reporting or commentary on it in the media. Even now, I am unable to find any. Apart from MP Turnbull's online posts and the Parliament's website, I only see a post by Senator Rosa Galvez, who turns out to have introduced a bill, S243, with the same objective more than a year ago, and a report on the website energycentral.com. I find it curious, as I am sure you do too, that our taxpayer-funded national broadcaster has not considered it necessary to inform Canadians about this motion. The obvious question about the text of the motion is, of course, what financial systems have to do with climate change? 
at a more basic level one may ask what systems are the intended subject of the proposed measure of legislating or regulating senator galvez who brought bill s243 to parliament had this to say this was about a year ago quote we must face the elephant in the room our financial system continues to fund activities that fuel climate risk canadians are asking for legislative solutions that will help accelerate the transition and achieve our targets the only scenario in which our financial sector will thrive and prosper for generations to come is the one where we pursue a coherent and orderly transition end quote the first reading of this bill was on march 24 2022 so more than 14 months ago since then there have been five chamber meetings on the bill the last one being on may 4th 2023 about a month ago we can conclude therefore that there doesn't seem to be a sense of urgency in parliament for passing this bill maybe because it is a private members bill which is uh, the bill itself is titled climate aligned finance act but the implications of its proposals are far reaching the lack of enthusiasm in parliament notwithstanding because the bill talks about global global carbon budgets setting requirements for entities such as banks financial institutions etc to achieve climate commitments requiring them to align themselves with climate commitments one assumes that these are canada's climate commitments etc these are major demands but once again i am unable to find any reporting or commentary on them by our wanted cbc nor by any other media outlet apart from a post by senator galvez herself all i could find was a report by narwal and a couple of blog posts by activist groups uh, climate legacy and uh, citizens climate lobby we know that banks especially the royal bank of canada and other institutions have come under a lot of pressure from activists in recent years about their lending to or financing of uh, fossil fuel projects so far they have been able to withstand this pressure but if the force of the law comes into play that would become impossible without taking a stance as to whether the changes that would be necess- necessitated by such law whether these changes would be good for canada or bad one can justifiably say that the lack of reporting and commentary as well as a wider public discussion on a matter of such importance means that if and when the law does get passed Canadians will have to use their imagination to come to their own conclusion as to whether this legislation will take Canada forward in a positive direction or towards financial doom at that point any detractors will be called conspiracy theorists spreading misinformation in reality they will just be they'll just happen to have inquiring minds and concern for the future of Canada I believe that in this scenario the blame for any actual conspiracy theory should fall on the media the commentariat and the entire political class 
let me know what you think about this oh and please do check out my website darshanmaharaja.ca for my articles i hope you found this episode of elevator chat interesting i'll see you soon in the next episode until then take care and be well